0: We got the alternative energy And right. free autonomy we
1: And what welcome we to the Radioactive Show Produced at the
0: studios of 3CR Melbourne And heard nationally on the Community Radio Network You're listening to the Radioactive Show Recorded on the lands of the Rundry people I'm going to do something a little bit different today And let my guest introduce himself as we go along our conversation I'm talking this morning with Peter Manane Peter, good morning Good morning uh, Peter, I uh, just brought you in the studio today, so I thought we could have a little bit of chat. You've led a pretty interesting life, I think. And I um, just <laughs> wanted to start by asking uh, about uh, the Waihopai Station Wai-hopai Station
1: on Aotearoa. It's a spy base, and the correct pronunciation is Aotearoa, Aotearoa. Um, which Aotearoa. is the, the real Aotearoa. name for I New apologize. Zealand. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and um, I was there for 20 years in, this, in Auckland. And uh, Waihopai Spy Base is down in the beautiful valley near Blenheim in the South Island. It should be used for vineyards, but it's been taken over partly by uh, the GCSB, the spy network, spy uh, department in New Zealand. Is it similar to ASIO in Australia? Uh, like ASIO, like NSA in the States, the bigger one. Ah, uh, yep. yep. Actually, NSA is behind it. They, they control the whole thing. It's New Zealand land, New Zealand people. Mm. Plenty of yanks there, There.
0: And the NSA is the National Security Agency... Yeah, which listens to all our phone calls Mm. and everything. Yep, go on.
1: And the GCSB is a government security... uh, (laughs) (laughs) That one. Yep, that That, one. That one. All good. And um, in 1989, they built a spy base there for listening to satellites. Um, They were the the fifth um, link in a big network, which dates back to the Second World War, which listens to uh, communications for the benefit of... Those who want to listen to communications for their own military reasons and commercial reasons, unfortunately. And so USA, Canada, Britain, Australia um, and New Zealand are linked together, and uh, increasingly, since that time, they've been listening to satellites and anything on satellites, including your f- phone calls and probably this r- this broadcast. <laughs> um, so uh, w- there were objections from the beginning. The Prime Minister himself didn't know what it was being built for. They Mm. said it was a weather station or something, just as they did with Pine Gap. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, women camped there for ages, I think for a whole year to protest. Do you know roughly when that was? Uh, Beginning in 1989. Mm. And uh, I forget which year the the year-long protest was, but there's been annual protests very faithfully since then, and there still are every January. Um, Myself and two friends heard about it, at the time of the Iraq War, and the second one, the 2003. And we learned, we studied up on it through a very good book by Nicky Hager, an investigative journalist, and we met the guy and talked to him and talked to many others, and we said, how can we protest against the war and this base's role in it? Because New Zealand, of course, wasn't at war. It's a neutral country at that mm. time, in that in that affair. And um, claimed it claimed itself to be. So we w- went on the annual protest and had a good look at the spy base. We'd, the protesters had been very well behaved in the previous years so they'd, uh, well, we were allowed to go through the cow yard gate at the front um, road and we went, marched right through to the security gate. Mm. Uh, and uh, we um, took our little cameras with us and photographed everything we could see, including especially the security uh, equipment. Mm. And uh, we planned to... Make a, a substantial protest there in a few months' time. So, you're at a
0: protest where and you're able to take photos seemingly for media and to oh. do the protest, and the police all just assumed this was all by the by and okay, almost as tourists. Uh, so the, the so why Wai- why Wai- sounds like a pretty scary base, it's been involved in spying on us, it's been involved in the US wars in Iraq, and I guess other places where the. US has invaded and killed lots of people? Yes. Um,
1: and uh, <clears throat> we went back to our, our own camp at, uh, some distance away, some miles away at the beach, mm-hmm. and we talked it over. And Adie and I and Sam Land, I should introduce my friends, uh, Adie Leeson, mm. a 44 year old organic farmer and part time school teacher with, at that time, six kids. Sam Land was a young unmarried bloke of 24. From the Hokianga, the far north of uh, New Zealand, from a very, um, again, uh, radical sort of family, they're radical Christians, you know, Catholics. They live off the land and they uh, grow their own food and um, blend with the indigenous very well. well. Hang on, hang on. You said they're Christians. Do you are you do you identify as Christian? Yes, I'm a Catholic. Hmm.
0: Oh, a Catholic. Yeah. Okay. So, not a lot of Christians are involved in activism.
1: No, the um, they all all of us were in some degree, linked up with the Catholic Worker Movement, mm-hmm. which has communities, uh, a small number of communities up and down New Zealand. Mm. Go back to Dorothy Day in Manhattan in the Depression, 1930, mm. who with uh, Peter Morin founded the Catholic Worker Movement and a Catholic Worker newspaper right to uh, compete with the communist uh, help <laughs> to the poor. Their ideals were the same, basically, except the one group were Catholic and the other were communist. Right. Okay. So there's
0: a few Christians involved in anti-war movements, then. Yes. Yeah.
1: So does that affect why you undertook this anti-war? Very much so. Um, I was an old man at that time, sixty-seven. I'm a bit older now. (laughs) It's ten years ago, and um, I had uh, many friends in the Catholic Worker communities of New Zealand. And um, we met and talked about the Iraq War a lot, and eventually pl- planned this particular movement, p- particular protest at the Baihobais spy base. So, tell us about the protest. Well, we said that we we actually in, crept right up to the uh, security fence on their land, actually on their sort of buffer zone mm. at four in the morning. We and uh, had a good look at it and uh, measured things and. Uh, We put Sam up against the fence and photographed him (laughs) because we knew how high he was. But (laughs) then we worked out the fence was 2.4 metres, a double fence, Mm. um, with heavy security. Um, The external fence was 40,000 volts. Um, The internal fence was infrared beams. There were searchlights everywhere, or um, floodlights everywhere, video cameras, and uh, they patrolled every few hours between the fences. Thankful for, thankfully there were no dogs. So we came back, we, after much discussion, we came back uh, some months later to do our protest. We wanted to break in and deflate one of the domes. There are huge 30-metre domes covering the um, big antenna, which listen to the satellites. The antennae move around and while the spies say it's a, it's a weather covering, it's not, not that at all. It's to prevent the public seeing what they're pointing at day by day. Mm. And so uh, we said, we can deflate that dome it 's held up by air pressure, a big uh, fan and um, if we just put a sickle through it because Catholic worker protests have been uh, called plowshares protests. other people do them too there's been about a hundred and plus and more since in the last few decades mm. and we thought if we can cut through that dome with a sickle and deflate it, we'll expose the Antenna to the public and show them what goes on, at least to draw their attention to it. Mm. And um, uh, as um, the month unfolded, we planned on doing it in April 2008, uh, a month from. Around about a month from now,
0: mm, ten years around a month from now. Yeah. So, mm. so um, just do you want to tell us briefly? There is a movie about this. Just tell us briefly where people can find the movie, and then what actually happens.
1: There is a movie, um, the five, the fifth eye. This being the fifth link in the in the chain of observing the whole world. At that time, they've got fourteen fourteen links <laughs> now, I think. But they, uh, and um, this movie was made uh, about our. Uh, demonstration about our protest and our subsequent trial. Uh, we took. Waited, we waited two years to get a jury trial. that mm-hmm. lasted a week, and uh, <coughs> the film was made of the protest and the trial. So, so you went over the fence and you and you completed this action. We couldn't. Um, we saw when we looked at the security. So we can't go through that lot. Yeah. And uh, then we thought we were geniuses. We, thought, we can go over. And so we bought an old truck with a high ab crane, and the idea was to lift ourselves over, or well, for one of the three of us to lift the other two across, to do the sickle job on the dome. And uh, we rehearsed that and planned it very carefully. But <laughs> as the, the weeks went by, we were thought we had it made, but the. The uh, rain uh, it, The days before the actual operation The rain fell In cascades and uh, It was still falling the night we went in And the truck uh, I was driving With A.D. Leeson And he, he said I'm losing it, I'm losing it On a muddy track through a vineyard to get to the base mm. <laughs> We just went off into a great big ditch And the truck oh, was no. Irrevocably irrever- lost mm. And so um that's an awkward time to skip out trying. It to... was pretty horrible. Yeah, and um, uh, I don't think I mentioned that I'm a Catholic priest, and uh, oh. which, which makes the uh, uh, stunt a bit unusual. Break, breaking onto
0: bases and, and uh, trying to uh, sabotage or disrupt them—is this something Catholic priests normally do? <laughs> Not really okay let 's go back to the protest for a minute, so the the action for a minute, so you 're stuck, you know, and uh just just give us
1: a brief what well, happened that 's where the prayer came in <laughs> I, um, I just felt really empty, and i 've learnt over my many years that when you 're really empty that 's when the mystery of whatever God is and i, I don 't know mm. i 've been praying to God for many for, for as long as i 've been alive. But I just felt, and I call it the prayer of emptiness, I just said, God, we've got nothing, we've planned this all, and um, got all our equipment there, it's in the ditch. <laughs> and so the three of us just pondered for a while in, in some despair, and then we said, let's go on and do it on foot. We know we can't, but let's try anyway, mm. and so we did. And you managed to cut through the wires. and We got, we got to the fence, and uh, they gave me as the, the oldest and uh, with the one with no kids, and not likely to have any in the future, we, they gave me the wire cutters. And because uh, it was uh, electrified, it was electrified, and I expected a shock like you get off a cattle fence. Mm. Because I, there were rubber handles on the wire cutters, but um, I was wet from head to foot in the rain, and it was still raining. So I uh, hesitantly cut the first wire, and. Uh, it pinged and nothing happened. There were was, was sparks somewhere else nearby. Then we cut the second wire and the third and up to six wires and climbed through. So hang on, hang on, hang on.
0: You,
1: you're doing this action where you
0: know you're going to go to court. You could potentially go to jail. Oh, yes. Well, the- you, you're cutting electric wire. You could potentially be killed. Um, why were you doing – why are you taking such enormous risks?
1: Because we were so um, sad and angry at the Iraq war, what it was doing to babies – Men and women, and the world—we knew oh, I could go speak <laughs> for ages about the evils of the Iraq War, as you probably could too. I'm sure our listeners are aware. <laughs> and but, um, um, why were you doing it? Yeah, to um, make a protest directly against the Iraq War and the the role the role this space played in it mm. uh, in a neutral, so-called neutral country, and to draw the public attention to how seriously we thought about it. Mm. Um, and that's worth risking your life over. Well, I knew I wouldn't actually die at that point. Uh, I thought I might get a big shock like a, an unfortunate cow or something. Yeah, yeah. But uh, And in fact, we were spared even that, and so we climbed mm. through. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, we're going we're gonna to just pause there. So
0: we're at the fence. We've cut through putting our life on the line, and we're going to go just um, briefly to a song by
1: the Dubliners that you've chosen. Do you want to just tell us briefly why you chose this it's song? It's the Fields of Athenry, and it's, uh, it probably... The, the way back reason for my uh, awareness of justice, because three of my great-great-grandfather's brothers got life sentences in Ireland mm. in 1836, okay. and this song could be their story. It's so, so vivid and so, so like their, their story, mm. and they came to Australia in the following year.
0: Okay. Well, we're still we're still at the fence. You're listening to The Radioactive Show. We're talking with uh, Peter Manane, who undertook the Why Hawpie Plowshows action about 10 years ago. Uh, this is The Dubliners with Fields of Athen Rye. That was The Dubliners with the Fields of Athen Rye. And you're listening to The Radioactive Show, recorded in the studios of 3CR on the stolen lands of the Wurundjeri people. And broadcast across Australia on the Community Radio Network. I'm talking with Peter Menane, who's a Catholic priest, a plowshares activist from 2008, and we're standing at the fence of the Waihaupai a military base, a large US spy base in New Zealand, which uh, listens to all our phone calls and was uh, uh, connected and responsible for the Iraq war. So it's raining, it's a wet night, not raining, but it's a wet night. You've just cut the electric fence uh, to get into the base, Peter. Why don't you take it from there?
1: Well, that's only the first fence, and we were very surprised and delighted that the guards didn't come running because the fence was alarmed. And uh, so we went to the second fence, and I said to my colleague Sam Land when we go through these uh, space between the beams, will be uh, they'll come running for sure. But they didn't. We cut through that fence, and then we ran ourselves towards the domes, which are looming up in the floodlights, huge things, uh, high as a cathedral, 90 metre, 30 metres high, 90 feet, and we cut through that fence, a heavily barred fence, like a bars as thick as your finger, like a swimming pool fence. We cut through that, and Sam and, and, Sam and uh, eighty got through the gap began slashing the domes um, and uh, sp- sort of on, on behalf of the people destroyed in the Iraq war and all the other military actions around the globe which are helped by the GCSB up, right up to drone warfare at the moment, mm. targeted killings.
0: Mm, and so you, you, you Adie and
1: uh, Sam have committed this act and you've set up a shrine. I'm setting up a shrine uh, to w- w- at which we'll pray because in the Plowshares Actions the tradi- tradition is not to run away mm. but to wait to be arrested and let your arrest and your trial if one follows and even your jail time be a statement in which you can show more about the evils of the war you're protesting against. Mm, mm. Other pr- Plowshares Actions have um, hammered on the nose of B-52 bombers and uh, submarines and mis- missile sites and so on. Mm. Um, and and so what was the reaction of, say, the police when they turned up? And uh, Eventually two frightened guards or a frightened woman guard came out and saw these hairy fellows with sickles. <laughs> so we laid the sickles at her feet, handled first, <laughs> and she... Uh, uh, calmed down a bit mm. and we'd hung our banners around the place and uh, we were praying at this shrine and singing hymns, actually. Mm. So um, it was something I expected for her. Uh, that We had locked the front gate of the base to slow the police down if they got to there too early, but uh, they didn't. Mm. And they came about 7 o'clock in the morning. Did you help them open the fence or did you mm. let them? No, well, I gave her the key and ah, yeah, uh, that yeah. made things easier. Yeah, yeah. And then what happened? And then they arrested us and took us to... Uh, Blenheim police cells where we spent three freezing nights on, in frosty weather. Wow. Um, they wouldn't give us bail. They couldn't understand what had happened, really. They didn't know who we were, this <laughs> plowshares group. And uh, so uh, next week when a, another judge came to town, we were given bail. And uh, then we had a trial. Um, it took two years of waiting to get our jury trial mm. in, um, in Wellington. And what was the trial like for you? Very interesting. Uh, I defended myself and uh, so I was sitting beside the lawyers and then at the end I stood up in the dock with the other two and uh, um, we pleaded that we were doing something um, which would save life and uh, Aidy Leeson gave a very moving speech about the little girl. Uh, He didn't know her but she was there somewhere in Iraq like his own little two-year-old daughter Mm -hmm. and who he was doing it for. Um, we were tr- hoping to save life, even if we slowed the base down by a few hours or a day or two. Mm. In fact, the, the satellite dish did shut down for quite a while.
0: Oh, wow. And um, what were you facing for that?
1: Sorry, <clears> just... Well, damage to government property and the dome, they said, was worth a million dollars. So we were facing jail time seriously. Mm. But if I somehow felt that um, the public, the jury, might listen to our defence mm-hmm. and uh, we mightn't end up with that. Mm-hmm. I felt quite confident that they, like as has happened in uh, more, had happened recently in England where four women smashed up a bomber a fighter bomber being sent to Indonesia to to attack the Timorese and they got off scot-free mm. because they said we were preventing murder, mass murder
0: Necessity defence
1: the, uh, Yes, They wouldn't give us the necessity defence but ours was a bit more complicated yeah. claim of right they called it mm-hmm. and the judge was very sympathetic and he steered the jury towards that uh, conclusion mm. and then the New Zealand government promptly changed the law, so it couldn't be done again. Oh no! <laughs> so, so the jury came back and found you not guilty. Yes, in, just in within two only after two hours of deliberations, and oh, we were we were very joyfully free.
0: Oh, so it was all over. That was the end of the legal proceedings.
1: Not quite. Um, they <laughs> seven months later, the spies came back and said, "We want our money back." <laughs> so they sued us for 1.2 million. <laughs> you sent the New Zealand government bankrupt or something? <laughs> uh, <laughs> they're not that bad. But <laughs> anyway, uh, we yeah. fought that case through two courts and lost. Mm-hmm. And then when the um, GCSB was found to be misusing the Why spy base for other wrongful deeds, they were spying on private citizens. In fact, mm. they're doing it all now. Ad nauseam. But um, the um, uh, at that time they said they weren't And so they were caught with their pants down mm. So they backed off and, and dropped the case We knew, if, in fact we knew when If we got them into the Supreme Court They could not reveal what they were doing We said you're doing bad things mm. And if you're doing bad things and killing people You can't sue others for cutting a bit of plastic
0: Yeah, yeah And uh, so eventually like you to
1: say it was dropped The they, case was dropped They themselves dropped the case And yeah. we were thoroughly <clears throat> delighted once again Because the public had seen the base exposed mm. And they were Shown to be doing wrong things and supporting a terribly evil war.
0: If you could go back in time to 2008, um, I'll just ask really briefly would you do it again? What would you do the same again? What would you change?
1: Uh, certainly, I'd do it again. Um, I've got heavy criticism from the bishop and uh, some, many most that's, of the clergy. That's, that's not a small deal as a, as a priest. Like the bishop's like your boss, right? Yes, I'm not directly under him because I belong to the Dominican order. Mm-hmm. I'm a, a friar. Yeah. Um, my provincial. Kind of, I told him before that we'd be making a serious protest. He said, "Hmm, it might be prophetic." <laughs> he allowed that much. Yeah, and okay. he came to my trial, uh, our trial, and he uh, supported us. So mm. I'm very grateful for the and my community in Auckland supported me too. Uh, providing the loan for the truck, yeah. <laughs> which they got back to some degree later on.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So you do it again. You do it all the same. Because I'm in the business of telling people, or trying to tell people, the truth in my way. I mean, everyone, everyone tries this, but I preach homilies at mass and in other places. And that, I, th- I believe that was the best homily I ever preached in my life. Mm. Uh, look at the spies. Look what they look at. The evil of war. Mm. Uh, look what you're supporting with your taxes. Uh, let's stop doing this if we can. Mm.
0: So, if there is other activists out there listening who might have done, they might have you know done, they might be protesting, they might be you know advocating, they might be doing nonviolent interruptions of their own, Mm. Uh, and but maybe like just when you look at what's happening in Yemen, you look what's happening in Syria and Afghanistan and Iraq, and you know the violence that's been perpetuated by the U.S. Empire, maybe they're feeling a bit overwhelmed. What would you say to Mm. people who are feeling overwhelmed? You know, global warming and violence against you know oppressed people. We all
1: do too. We all do at times. <clears throat> we only see the, the narrow picture, but I believe the universe, whatever made it, has made a hundred billion galaxies and must be very, very powerful and If it made human love and you and I are talking about compassion and sorrow about these things, most of the world thinks as we do mm. it 's only the powerful ones who 've got the money and the guns who who don 't and even they think as we do, but they won 't admit it, mm. so I think the power of love. And I believe whatever God is is infinite love, somehow working to bring it all about to a good conclusion. Um, who knows? But we do. I do. I do strongly believe that. Mm. So just keep going for love. Keep going and doing the bits you can. I believe every page. You're right. Every word you speak, in fact, is uh, has an effect on somebody. Mm. And joined hearts, united hearts are far more powerful. The the power of women on Women's Day and uh, the poor uh, mm. protesting against whatever. Is is more powerful than the few who are um, messing it up mm, mm, mm. or that's, trying to.
0: Yeah, hopefully that's a few inspiring words there to. Uh, if people want more information, um, you've just. I'm just aware you've got a blog which I've sort of been through, and you've got a. Yeah. yeah, why don't you just talk about your own writing for a minute?
1: I've written a blog called Finding the Treasure, and I've. Um, <laughs> a book is being published called archways to the infinite it should come out in october 2018 and that's about the themes
0: of love and
1: it's about the belief in the transcendent uh, which governs all this or which will mm. save all this
0: yeah thanks peter thanks so much for your time for coming into the studio <laughs> today you're very welcome <laughs> uh, i'm just we got a little bit of time so i'm going to go out with a little bit of uh, the song uh, by a guy from new zealand called jeff simmons called wai hopai And I hope you enjoy it. Thanks very much for listening to The Radioactive Show, which is recorded on the lands of the Wurundjeri people and broadcast across Australia on the Community Radio Network.